Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Good afternoon, Mrs. Brittany Bodie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Sam? I am good. I'm good. It's warm in the Midwest. It's like 74 degrees today, so it's feeling like second coming of summer. How about you? Yeah, I was freezing this morning and now it's burning up. I mean, it's in the 70s here too, which is crazy. We're going to my dad's uh, for a family reunion and it's going to be in the 70s while we're there, which is wild for, you know, end of October, beginning of November. So it's, it uh, doesn't quite know what to do weather-wise right now. I'll take it as long as humanly possible because I believe I was looking at the 10-day forecast and Wisconsin will officially be in the 40s as a high by like next Thursday. So it is – we're having that little splash of summer in the fall and then we typically get hammered <laughs> until next – probably April. So yeah. in both ways because we are in Wisconsin. I think that's how people make their – the winter is getting hammered as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> the way that it goes – but it's been really fun. I um, I was just talking to you offline here and we were talking about how we're at this stage in our business, which is pretty cool, where we've been doing this for over a year and we are starting to have clients with open businesses that are succeeding and they're reaching out and we're getting to see these things and we're getting businesses that are following our Instagram. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that business is somebody that we know. So mm-hmm. It's just been so cool. It is really cool. You know, someone asked me on a call this morning, like, how long have you been doing consulting? And I said, we're actually right at a year right now. And looking back on it, I just think about what that first six months even looked like for us, right? And I was telling one of our colleagues this the other day that I looked at myself in the mirror someday and was like, what am I doing? Why did I do this? Why did I leave the peak of my career, the, you know, this job that people were killing for in our industry. And there were days that we looked at each other like we're crazy. But then when I think about how many days far outweigh that in in a positive way. You know, there are days that we're like, what are we doing? How do we make this work? Are we capable? Should we be here? Should we be in these shoes? And then there were days that we were like, yeah, no, we've got this. And now flash forward and we're a year in and I just feel like we're at such a different place than we were six months ago even. And so it's really interesting to talk to clients that are getting open now and hearing from them. You know, we try to really be transparent with our clients that it's not all rainbows and butterflies and there's going to be tough days. But hearing them over time, you know, get through those tough days and have those wins that start out as small wins, but really continue to grow. That's the stuff that's exciting. Exactly. And you're in it. it. You know, it is kind of, for me, very similar to being a mom. Like when you're in it, you are having sleepless nights and you're wondering if you made the right choice and you're like, man, I used to be able to get on an airplane on a Thursday and not think twice. And owning a business is really a lot like that because you really are like, you remember that paycheck I had that was coming in very consistently every two weeks and I could count on it all the time and you kind of forget all of the stuff that came with that paycheck the heartache, 
the consistent need to push and to feel like you were, you know, wanting to achieve the next thing. And what I always come back to is it was in somebody else's hands. If you and I wanted promotions, we had to sit back and wait. And, you know, I think we've said on this podcast before, the catalyst to Frampath Consulting was that we watched other people move into roles that we felt qualified for. And for no really reason, we're told that it was, it just wasn't, it wasn't our time. It wasn't what we wanted. And so sometimes you get sick of waiting and you decide I'm going to do something on my own and it may be the most scary thing. And if it's not scary, I always tell clients when they're at that point, you're either a sociopath. I can't help you with that. There is a franchise <laughs> that could help probably diagnose you. Like if you're really not nervous or fearful at this point or you haven't thought about it, you really have not gone through the whole thought process. So if you're to the end of buying a franchise and you're not there, you know, I think that that you probably either one or the other, I hope you're not a sociopath, but, or you haven't thought of it, but typically I'd say 98% of our clients have a crisis before they come across that finish line or at least a moment of like, what the heck am I up to? And the guests we have today are, are no different. You know, I, I got the opportunity to work with them through the process, level, measured. They were fantastic referrals to me from, from a previous client. And, you know, we had a lot of, oh boy, moments, <laughs> but they did it and they're here. And so I am so honored to introduce my friends, my former clients, Ricardo and Luisa. They are the owners of Fort Worth Metroplex Foreverline Seal Coatings. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, ladies. It's such a, just listening to the entire conversation before joining, I'm like, I feel all of this. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Just being such a perfect, you know, example of what this process is and why you guys are just the best champions for anybody that's looking into this process, because I know that's what you guys were for us. So uh, thank you both very, very much. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks, Brittany. So I'm Louisa, and my much better half, Ricardo, is here. Yes. Hi, everyone. And thank you again for the invitation. Very excited. Uh, everything you said definitely resonates with us, and we experienced it with uh, working with you. So thank you for the opportunity to share our journey here uh, with you and with your listeners. Well, thank you guys. We're really happy that you're here. And yeah, maybe kick off. Tell us a little bit about your journey. So Louisa, ladies first, tell us a little bit about your background, your career. It's pretty, you have a pretty interesting career path. Tell us how you landed in franchising. One, it's, um, I think something uh, we talked about with Sam and Brittany, you too, it, it is unusual. I don't come. I laugh when you said about the steady paycheck, like that has been my life. And um, I consider myself a super hard worker and an overachiever because I was always just kind of go, 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 go. Um, I were then my life in academia. I used to run two research centers at university and then my life um, on the Hill and as a member of congressional staff my life wasn't mine. And I got to a point where I looked and said, what am I doing to build for my family? Uh, I am so honored to serve people and to, and I always want to, and I have a heart of service, but I also want to build for my family and I want to be responsible for that future and for that journey. 
Um, and that's where franchising, good friends of ours who introduced us to the amazing Samantha, got into the franchising life. And I said, oh, this is a great way because I've only been part of institutions that are like 100 plus years, right? Academia and government, it's like indestructible. So I'm used to indestructible things. So I, I was not going to be an entrepreneur that built something from scratch that's too scary. So franchising is a great way to be part of a family and an established brand, um, but make it your own. So that's just, it came from this desire to say, I want to build something for my family. Um, and this is the best way I saw how to do that. And also long-term wealth. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I needed some money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, we tell clients, it's like, it's not charity, right? At the end of the day, you're building a business to be able to build wealth for your family. And I love that comparison, having some of the, the infrastructure and support in place rather than starting from scratch. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ricardo? Tell us a little bit about your background. Well, yes, thank you, Brittany. I come from a completely different side than Louisa. I'm an engineer, um, you know, things, problems, tackle, resolve, very methodical, very structured things. But also, we, Louisa and I agree on the fact that we definitely need something for us that we can have you know, grow it, grow uh, a business wealth, and it's also structured as a franchise, right? Not starting from scratch. I've always wanted to own my own business, like Lisa may have mentioned. And um, at this point in our lives, as much as I would like to start something from scratch, you know, I, we don't have the time or the energy to do it, to be honest, right? And, and, you know, that's why we chose to work with you to help us find out that exact intersections between our skills and our interests. And thank you know, thank God it worked out, right? We we're now on a path with Everline, like you mentioned, Sam. So yeah, I mean that that was my my background. And when Luis and I sat down and said, look, well, how do we you know do the next step or get the next step from this? And I think franchising was the natural step for us. See, that's the funny part. Like Ricardo's heart's always been in being a, a business owner, whereas I've always been like, no, no, I'm going to you know, work. And it was just a perfect, again, this is where a franchise is such a perfect combination of a dream that you know, my, my partner, Ricardo, who's so supportive of my dreams, could have, where it also fit my narrative of, I need something established that would last the test of time. Um, so that's why franchising is incredible. I couldn't agree more. And I remember talking to you guys, and I think Ricardo actually reached out to me first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so his name was on the file by himself at first. And then you joined right away. And, you know, I remember you telling me something. And so I just want you to tell everybody, really, what was the catalyst for you? What, what really was the turning point where you said, yep, this is it. I've got to be a business owner. This is what I want to do. Um, it really was just owning my time. Um, like I said, I, I have a deep desire to serve and there were so many things that um, I want to do aside from work so hard um, that I want to give back. And I realized I didn't own my time. And also, honestly, I was commuting at that time back and forth between D.C. and Texas. And I would come home and realize that I was like my life is, was being lived without me in it, if that makes sense. Like my entire, my family, my beautiful home, my friends, everything I knew that, that was so important 
it finally was like, oh, the world did move on and I'm not part of it. And I said, this is this is where it ends. I I need to commit to something that will give me my time back. I want to own my time. Um, and that was a big deal for me. I just, I needed to go back um, and I needed to own my time for my family. I needed to own my time for my career and I needed to own my time for what I, what was next in my dream. Um, I could no longer just be an employee. I needed to own it uh, completely. So that, that was a catalyst for me. I, I, I flew back and I was like, holy smokes, um, I'm missing it. And, and I think we have one life to live and I don't want to miss it. That's a great motivator. We talk about, you know, what changed, you know, post pandemic for a lot of people. And I think that was a common theme. I mean, that was a big piece of it for us too, was I want to be home more. I don't want to live on airplanes. How do I have more control? So I think that's a common theme a lot of people can relate to. So as you got on board with the idea of franchising, what was that list? What did the two of you say, you know, we want a franchise that checks these boxes? What qualities were you both looking for? I think uh, we, we talked about uh, where our interests were and when it comes to a franchise or any business in general, right? But I think in, in our list was we didn't want anything with a storefront. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the thing. One, we said, look, we, we don't want to have, or in, including, of course, uh, nothing food related, right? We we weren't uh, in, interested in that. Uh, I told Luis, I don't want anything to do with children or pets, because depending on who you talk, one may be worse than the other when dealing with uh, parents, right? So we were very, very specific, which <laughs> helps. I mean, even if, you know, it, the more specific I think, the easier the process is, but this is not mm-hmm. to say that you can't come and explore if you're not sure. Because, right? you know, like like in our experience, uh, both of you, Sam and Brittany, are fantastic in, in helping us, even when we would doubt it a little bit here and there and kind of giving us direction, uh, pros and cons, and things to think about that we may have not thought since we're not as experienced in working with franchises and franchisees as, as you both are. So I think those very specific uh, four uh considerations were the things that we thought and and told you to start and this is how we started narrowing it down to where we are right now yeah i was was very clear like b2b pandemic friendly and um (laughs) non-controversial i remember i told sam i have a very (laughs) unusual uh background um well you know i'm i'm in politics i love politics so i also said hey i I, has to be (laughs) non-controversial um and so those you guys were awesome in, in that. So we, and we were very clear uh, what we want. And that's very helpful. I think of you guys a lot as I talk to clients day in, day out. And so many times people just don't want to tell us things because they think, if I say I don't want a pet or a kid franchise, does that make me a bad person? <laughs> or if I say that I don't care as much if a business is focused on being green or eco-friendly, it doesn't mean you want to own a chemical pit. It just mm-hmm. means that that's what it the, the, doesn't have to possess mm-hmm. that quality. And so you bought a, or were awarded, I should say, a parking lot line painting business. That's never the plan. It's never the plan no. when you're going to buy a franchise. It did fit all the criteria. Yeah. But it's never the plan to be painting parking lot lines. So what about that model drew you in? What was what was that that really grabbed you guys, Louisa? Well, and I know Ricardo's different because he's so – I always laugh. You know, I'm the sales part and I'm, I'm the heart and he's the brain of the operation because there is so much truth to – 
I the and I did it in a presentation. And I think you know we we talked about and you tell your clients right. This is as much as they you wanting them and them wanting you. So you are also making a pitch, right? And I use this in the pitch when I we were pitching Everline of what we would be the right partners for them because I see this as a partnership. I see franchising as a partnership. I said it because I never forgot. When you were telling us, like, the world of franchising is vast. There's so much. Samantha, you were telling us, like, oh, there's everything out there under the sun. And Brittany was on the call, too. You know, there's even a franchise for painting lines. And you, I don't know if you even remember, but you threw it out there. And I was like, there's a franchise to paint lines? And Ricardo won't let me lie. We got off the phone and I said, we, we can paint lines? Like, I want to know more. And I, there was something about that moment and that like realization that I want to paint lines. Um, so I kind of liked line painting because I was like, I actually really enjoy telling people like, what do you do now? And I'm like, I paint lines for a living. There's no blurred lines here. Um, Cause I, there's all these <laughs> things I get to say. Yeah. And I undoubtedly, like you say, it's not the plan. Nobody's like, Oh, you know, but it's so, I loved it. I thought it was cool. And then I fell in love with the company and the leadership of the company, which is so important. Are their values aligned with yours? Um, that was critical for us. It, it, it made sense. We liked the people that represented them. So that's why we fell in love. Like it met all the requirements we'd give, give to us. And I liked the story. I, I just loved it. I loved that I paint lines for a living. I love it. I, you know, I think as you talk about what you're looking for, right, you, you don't want something that's controversial. You like the idea of B2B. You're the sales part. He's the brain. There's so many elements that can match up really well, right? Your sales, he's ops, he's money probably. Yeah. Um, so you guys are a great balance for each other. So tell us a little bit more about that piece because we work with a lot of couples and it normally starts the conversation with one half of the partnership mm -hmm. and then then we get the spouse on the line and then they're looking at it together. So give us a little taste of how is it working together and being business owners as a married couple. It's interesting. I'll let Ricardo yeah. answer first. It, it, is, it is very interesting. Uh, first of all, because yes, uh, like Luisa says, you know, my, my way of seeing, and in my opinion, uh, what Luisa does in sales, just because I'm not a, uh, a natural born salesman like Luisa is and or in my strategy or in my idea of selling given my experience and, and my roles is to very different clients and but Luisa has been more uh, in the world of, of where we are right now right so she's definitely uh, very well suited for this role and, and I am more on the operations and the background kind of uh, side but yes so so that being said it was amazing that we, you know, thought through the options and pros and cons and everything to make a decision to to go with Everline. Uh, however, now that we are 100% into it, you know, there are times where her strategy or her vision of things is going one way, mine is going a different direction, and then finding a compromise that works for us because. You know, at the end of the day, we were just, we married, we live together, and the business has to move forward. So that's also part of, you know, looking at it, you know, from from your side and and trying to see the other's perspective. But at the end, you know, not losing sight that compromise has to happen mm -hmm. because things need to move forward. Otherwise, they don't move. You suffer, your relationship suffers, and ultimately the business suffers. So 
I think that's, that's a really important part that we don't lose track of. I think if I can uh, add to that, like one of the things that we, and we don't, we're not great at this and we need to get better is we have to give each other a lot of grace. It's so interesting and so easy when you're with your partner, the person that really knows you, sees you and you're best and you're worst and you're awful to be okay with sometimes like being rude because, you know, while, you know, I've snapped at you for not putting the dishes away. So you do the same in the business, but something we had agreed to do early on. And again, we need to get better at, um, and I would uh, tell a franchisee is, is treat me like you would treat a colleague. Um, not how you would treat, you know, not that you treat me bad, but you are just, there's, you do what you want with your family, right? They're there thick and thin, but you would never scream at a colleague because they didn't do the estimation right, right? Like, and sometimes I'm like, Ricardo, I need it now. Um, and I would never <laughs> do that to a colleague, right? I would never go to a colleague and be like, I demand that you drop everything and do it now. Um, well, maybe I would, but, um, <laughs> but in a very graceful way. And I think one of the things that I would encourage and that we remind ourselves is that we have to give each other a lot of grace and treat each other with the same respect that we treat our colleagues. Not we, not that we don't do that in our marriage, but it's so easy to fall into some of your dynamics more casual. And it could hurt. It is hurtful. It could be hurtful because you would never do that at work, but you do it. You know, you do it at home. You're like demanding or things like that nature. So, giving yourself grace to be like we're in this together. But also we have to have a professional relationship in a way. It's it's a hard thing to to balance, but important. I think it's so important to bring that up because there are so many things that come with it. And I think traditionally married couples complement each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they they offset each other. It's just the the nature of the beast. And that's what makes them very good business partners, typically. You know, Brittany and I joke very consistently, she is my husband. They have, if you stack it up, they are the Ricardo of the the relationship. (laughs) They keep you in line. There's a checklist. They know the financials. They know all those things. And Brittany's husband, Robbie, and I are very much the Louisa, where it's like, I have a thousand ideas. Yes, so, exactly. And I also met 47 people today. So we have to follow up with all of them. And those are our right. friends. And now we have to also send them holiday cards. So we got to figure out how we're going to get another order of those in. Yeah. And it's it's always funny, but it typically makes for a great business partnership. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You do have to put the boundaries on those mm-hmm. things. You know, we go to bed. We're not going to talk about this business. You know, it's the weekend. We're going to take all of Sunday and we're not going to do anything related to the business today. We're just going to be married. We're just going to enjoy whatever we're doing, having a beer, going somewhere. And I think that that's so important that people know that ahead of time. You know, even this morning I said to Brittany, she's my best friend. Okay, so at 9 o'clock we have to start talking, but I really want to gossip with you. So I called her on the way from – my home from my son's school. And I was like, okay, I got to talk to you about this. I think so. And so I was getting divorced. Here's my online sleuthing. And this is what <laughs> I found out. And she's like, but at 9 a.m., then we have to put on our business hats <laughs> and go through and do that. And so I'm so proud of you guys that you've already set boundaries and that it, it is, it just seems like it is going so well. And I know that's not always the case. No, and it's not easy. And we're get we got to get better. But it's like something I wish we were more conscientious of from the very beginning to say, Hey, we got to be, we have to be good to each other. 
I wish we would have told you that. We could have told you that. <laughs> we should have given you that advice. What no, are we doing? <laughs> no, well, it's it's hard to tell a married couple, right? Like it's hard to say, hey, by the way, it's a little hard on your marriage as well because you're doing these things together. Um, it's hard to say that, um, but it, it's so true and it's great. And and, we, and it's, it's hard for us to be also vulnerable and tell, like we have other couple friends, people that you know that are married. And, and yeah. it's also hard to be vulnerable. Like, did you guys struggle with like, did you guys give each other grace? Like, how did you manage? It's it's hard to be vulnerable um, in that space as well. Yeah, I think that's in anything, it's hard to be vulnerable. And I think that's probably one of our greatest assets, you know, as people, as business owners, is vulnerability, because that's how we all learn, right? And so in the spirit of being vulnerable, let's just jump right into my next question for you guys. I would love to know, what do you wish that you knew before becoming business owners, what what do you wish you would have just known ahead of time? I think um, you know there are even though of course the much of the support or the things that you discover by doing by, you know running a business from scratch uh, are kind of you know solved if you will quote unquote by, by a franchise. There's still definitely you know th- there are multiple different things such as for example the from from the funding perspective, right? If you're doing a an SBA loan or any type of loan, uh, you know, understanding exactly what the terms and conditions as far as, you know, the, there's so many things that you have to have uh, get for your business, right? No matter what uh, uh, industry you're in or, or what type of business it is, right? And especially if you're going for, for an SBA loan, right? There's a certain uh, set of requirements that are very rigid but they're also very bank specific so that part i think i wish we we'd known uh in advance so we could you know plan our our steps you know much better right and and not having to deal with a lot of hurdles that we have but you know that that's in in one piece uh i would say as of right now right where we are in our journey has been one of the more uh, difficult aspects of it just because you know, there, there are many things that we didn't look very deeply into it. So, you know, live, you learn and trying to make the best out of it. But I would say that given how important it is, right, if you're going with an SBA loan or any type of loan uh, to, to the lifeblood of your business. Yeah, related to that, I mean, this, um, because like the bank, as you know, Samantha, has been a very interesting part of our dynamic. Um, and I think it also comes from we both in something I wish I'd known, and I think you told us, but to really know it so much more thoroughly, and I encourage everybody to do this, is just, there were so many times while we were launching and going through the process, like we are both full-time jobs, um, and then I stepped away from my role to do this full-time, um, that I wasn't paying as much attention as I should have, because you're so used to it, at least personally, I'm so used to like, oh, well, that's somebody, somebody takes care of that right like in my life somebody and then it's like oh no 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 we take care of that <laughs> um so whether it's with the bank where we're we were having like we let fear lead us in a path um but, you know we were like we didn't want we, we didn't want to have the house as collateral so that really like okay we then we have to do this type of loan had we i think i stepped back a little bit asked a couple more questions or just paused 
we could have figured out that it was actually really, really hard for you to lose your house because of a business loan collateral in Texas. Like, it's just almost virtually impossible. And it took one conversation months later with a friend of mine who was like, you know, that's like really hard. And like, these are all the laws. And I'm like, damn it, why didn't I ask? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, oh, yeah, because I was super busy and not really paying attention um, or other little things where what I wish I'd known is if this is an investment that we are making for our life, then it deserves the time of us understanding such investment, whether it's financial, whether it's time, whether it's the business. Um, I unfortunately sometimes just like go and not pause. And I, I wish I'd pause a little bit more um, just so I wouldn't be surprised later, just so we would you know, save some heartache. Um, it's worth the time to stop because you are responsible for it all. There's no one else doing it for you. Ah. <laughs> Your bank stuff though, I mean, it is just from our standpoint, you know, and I want to, I always want to make sure anybody on the line knows that it's the first time we had seen it. So I do want you guys in the name of giving grace, I do want you guys to give yourself some grace because Thanks. I don't think any of us have ever seen, that was something brand new, literally rolled out with PPP stuff that came through the SBA. So it was, you know, funding is important now because of you, we know, we educate clients on that currently not really working with that bank for that very reason. Right. So it, it's very much, I think, all a learning process. And mm-hmm. I think you guys did a really nice job of visualizing yourselves as the owners and putting yourself in those shoes. And nobody knows everything mm-hmm. all the time. There exactly. is no way to know everything. So <laughs> I, I think you guys did great due diligence. And I will tell you our job if during that time is to say, I don't think you're thinking about this. And we say it a lot to a lot of people. And I never had to tell you guys that just like, I don't think you've thought about this. Like, I think we really need to sit back. So you you. did a great job. Thank you. We tried. (laughs) It's still nerve wracking. It is. And it's, that's the whole thing. Like, no, it's going to be scary, but don't let fear leave you. And Mm -hmm. that's the number one thing. And I like, you know, Ricardo, you said, well, right now, these are the things, you know, the funding is the main topic, right? 90 days from now, six months from now, nine months from now, a year from now, whatever the pain is, is going to be different. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be something in business ownership. But as long as you've got that, you know, drive and that positivity, you know, together, you're going to be able to overcome just about anything, So you've shared a little bit of your story of, you know, being away, going back and forth between D.C. and Texas. But if you had to kind of sum it up for us, the two of you, what's your personal compelling reason for franchise ownership? My personal, it's just it's building something for that lasts uh, for you um, and your family. And that's that's the personal, but like it's something we'll be able to pass down. Or if we were, you know, grow so much that we sell, same, we pass down the, what we built there. And it's about building, it's about building. That's my, per- like, I am building something uh, for my family. And it's, it's going to hopefully survive me. And for me, it is, uh, if, you know, you want to have, a little more flexibility, you know, down the road, right? At the beginning, it's really hard. You're, it's, you know, putting in your heart and soul into it, time, weekends, afternoons, mm-hmm. nights. But I think to go in with a franchise, I would say, okay, you know, if you want to mitigate your risk because you don't totally eliminate, right? I mean, a, a concept has been proven 
And, you know, I think from a risk perspective, it's mitigated as, as opposed to starting from scratch, right? Because, um, you know, there's a lot of unknowns here. There's still some unknowns, but I think it's a little more mitigated and potentially it will be a little more expensive, right? Because you're paying for something that is proven and structured and uh, so, so that cost, right? However, on the other side, you know, I think that to me gives me a little bit more confidence that, okay, with all the support and infrastructure in place, I can then utilize my skills and my talent into starting it and growing it, you know, more towards the growing it, right? And, and, and expanding it versus starting everything from scratch, right? And time is money. To me, time is very important. The one thing you can't get back. So to me, that's very, that's one of the most compelling reasons why I go with the franchise and, um, you know, and, and do great things with it. It's all in the name of buying back your time. We hear mm-hmm. that all the time, time with family, time to ROI. I do think so much of franchising is a game of the clock for people mm-hmm. and in so many things in life because you're right, it is the one finite resource that we have. You're not going to get it back. So I, I think that's such an interesting way of looking at it. Now, Ricardo, I'll throw it to you first. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? The best piece of advice in general that I've ever received, you know what? It has been uh, not so much like, you know, words uh, or a phrase or something of that nature. It's been examples to me, right? It's examples and in, in my family, especially the men in my family, you know, and, you know, we come from a Mexican background, right? So culturally, there's a very heavy load of, of male uh, driven culture, you know, <laughs> in a way, right? Because we all know Mexican women run everything, right? But just <laughs> on the front end, on the front end, it may seem like, oh man. So, but, you know, my, my, the, the men in my family, my father, my grandfather, everybody just always truly led by example on how to treat people, how to, and my, my grandfather was a, a business owner as well. So, you know, how to treat employees. And I was a little kid, and I remember just things like that jumping at me, right? How to treat people with respect, give give uh, people a chance. Uh, you know, your you as a business owner, lives and, and livelihoods depend on you. So, you know, make sure you do the best to 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 do a good service to them as well, right? They're they're you're nothing without them, right? So, same in your house, right? Treat your your uh, wife with respect your children, any, anything to that nature. It was n- never actually told to me, right? Like, hey, this is all the things that you have to do, but just by example, I think it was more powerful. So that all that uh, integrity and ethics translates into business, and it's definitely something needed as a solid foundation. I love that. That is, that is awesome. And then, Luisa, I'd love to hear well, from you. Well, I'm, I'm, we guys know some of the most important advice, um, and I'm censoring myself um, because. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's there's so many things, but one that um, that resonate that is actually not something. And okay, this is a long-winded answer, but a lot and a lot of it's you, Samantha, because you were so helpful in this process. Um, one, it's and it comes with a concept of grace. Uh, one, I was so used to being in the like this race you know, doing everything every time you remember, you told me one day when I was really having a breakdown, I'm like, Oh, did we do the right thing? Um, what, how valuable it was that, you know, you sat down one day and just 
I think you said wine, but we're going to call it coffee and drank coffee <laughs> calmly and just enjoyed that moment of peace in your life and how that was okay. That, that was okay in order to, to be able to, you know, bear the bad because there was so much good that come from this investment and this opportunity. Um, so that was tied to that is something that funny enough, it's not something I saw, it's something like I saw online, but it's just stayed with me so much uh, about there are so many good things out there, but that doesn't mean they're good for you. And it's something I remind myself all the time because opportunities and things, there's so much good, which is great, but doesn't mean it has to be good for you. So to guard your peace and to, you know, make sure that you're making decisions that ultimately bring up better, even if it sounds incredible, it doesn't always mean it's for you. Um, So I think that's something to remind people while they're in this journey that you chose it for hopefully a really good reason. Um, And other opportunities, I mean, I cannot tell you how many job offers or things have come up afterwards after I stepped away that I'm like, well, maybe and no, it doesn't mean it's good for me. Um, And this is good for me. So making sure that that's something you consider. I thought it was very powerful. And what is a person with confidence going to do? And always follow that. Like if there's somebody who you look at and they're like, huh, they have so much confidence. They wouldn't be afa- afraid. Yeah, follow their lead because you're typically <laughs> more prepared. Amen to that. We have an uncensored version of that. If you're wondering what it is, reach out to us. <laughs> We're willing to provide it. <laughs> so you guys, it's it has just been our pleasure to have you today. And I, I just want to take a minute to tell you how proud I am of you. And just it has been such a fun ride to watch you guys. And there have been bumps and there have been many things. And just like we tell everybody, you know, you can call us. You can call us at 9 o'clock at night. You can call us or text us. We're around. It's True. not our job is not over the minute you sign a franchise agreement. That's when it really starts. And so I am just so happy to call you guys clients. And now truly you're our friends and I'm just, I'm so incredibly happy for you and where this is going to go. Thank you for joining us and sharing your insight today. Well, thank you all. We wouldn't be this. I know we'll look back Told Ricardo the day we we got assigned award our territories. I turned and looked at him. I said, "Our life's just changed, and we don't even know it." So, and I get all teary eyed. So, thank you for being part of that. Oh, thank thank you. you. Now I'm crying. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're so proud of you guys, and we can't wait to watch all of the success that you build in your market. And we appreciate your time today. We hope you have a great day. Y'all too. Thank you, friends. Thank you. You Thank you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the FranPath Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm